Welcome to the Mothers You Know podcast. Thank you for being here. This is a place where we as women remember the spirit God gave us. We know how much we matter and we believe all things are possible to them that believe on this Savior Jesus Christ. Here at Mothers You Know, we support the parents of young men in the Sons of Healman and young women in the Daughters of Light programs at Life Changing Services. These programs provide therapeutic and mentoring services for youth struggling with depression, anxiety, self-harm, pornography, and any other unwanted or difficult behaviors. We offer parent support, training, and resources for mothers and fathers seeking the best way to support their loved one. Any mother is welcome to join in the Mothers Who Know classes support and training. You do not need to have a child in life-changing services to join in. We hope you'll join us. I am Karen Broadhead. I serve as the director of Mothers You Know, and I serve as the parent support specialist at life-changing services. I invite you to join with me and other mothers from across the country in our Warrior Mothers Who Know online support and training group. If you have a child struggling with pornography, depression, anxiety, or other difficult behaviors, you will find a safe and uplifting place to learn from other moms and learn principles and strategies to best support your loved one. Please go to motherswhoknow.org to find the online meeting details. We talk about difficult things here with the intent to shine light in dark corners and to eliminate isolation and shame. We are mothers with warrior hearts who are raising the warriors of this generation. We know we must learn to fight well for ourselves first, then we can confidently support and cheer on our loved ones in the best ways. So, Maurice, we're learning about warrior chemistry. In our mom power training, a lot of these women are in that training. Anyway, would you just share with us how does the Sons of Helaman program use warrior chemistry? What do you teach about warrior chemistry in that program, and how do you use that with the boys? And sure. Also, can you think of one example in your own life of warrior chemistry? Oh, only one? How about daily? Yeah, totally. Just to understand, like, how does that apply to right where we are? And then, yeah, that'd be awesome. Okay. I'm going to make some assumptions that you've at least become slightly familiar with the concepts taught in the Like Dragons Did They Fight book. If you haven't spent time in it, if BJ, you wouldn't mind me posting the link for the free download, but you should have gotten, your son should have gotten a paperback copy with his kit. But if you are a modern person who likes to read off an electronic device, we've made the book available for free electronically because it doesn't cost us anything to print it. So just send, uh, you'll be asked for your email address and you'll get some bonus stuff after you get, you get some videos, you get some audios, you get some cool stuff in follow-up emails after downloading it. So even if you do have a paperback copy, I do encourage you to go request like dragonsfree.com or .org. I can't remember which one is. That'll initiate a series of emails that'll send you videos and audios. One of my questions, as I studied very carefully, the process of misbehaving. Okay. When I was younger, and I was first uh, starting to study psychology, it was implied that the human brain is like a computer. As I looked at computers and I looked at brains, I saw similarities. You know, there's lots of 
series of thoughts that lead to certain outcomes. There's lots of the, if then, then this and that and that and this and that and this and that that leads to this. But the main difference that can easily be observed between a computer and a brain is if you program a computer to do a certain thing, it doesn't go off and do the opposite. Okay. If you program it to a dishwasher to wash dishes, it doesn't go uh, fixing cars. Okay. And that's not what it was programmed to do. So it's really strange that we tell ourselves and we attempt to program ourselves to get up and go to the gym in the morning. Okay. Or to don't eat that cookie this afternoon. Okay. Or don't raise your voice to your kids. Now, some people have the misconception that those sexual self-mastery people, those pornography users over there are different from us. The process the brain goes through, and I'm sorry if this scares you a little bit, but I hope it's also comforting to you to know that the process the human brain goes through when it views pornography is very similar to the process the brain goes through when it skips a workout at the gym. Okay. Or when you raise your voice to your kids after you promise yourself not to. This is why we label it as lost battles instead of slip ups, instead of um, relapses. Because it's important to understand that all of us have the brain experience of walking down a very predictable pathway of where we behave contrary to our value system. Now, I'm spending a lot of time on that to set the stage for explaining what warrior chemistry is. Okay. Now, what happens in the brain that's different than what happens in computers? Okay. What happens in the brain that's different from computers is there are chemicals inside of the brain that tell your brain to move the energy of processing information to a different part of the brain. Take for instance, okay. Imagine you're walking through a forest and you're pondering glorious things. Okay. And you're having an insightful moment. You're receiving revelation. And a tiger jumps out of the bushes. Okay. I don't know if you've ever had this experience, but can you join me in the possibility that your pondering session ends all of a sudden? Okay. And all of a sudden you're not thinking about anything except running as fast as you can and getting to safety, especially if there are children with you. Okay. You're the pondering session ends right there. Now, if it was a computer robot walking along, and a tiger jumped out of the bushes, it would not get a chemical signal. So it would keep walking until the tiger ate it. If it was an edible robot. Anyway, you get the idea. Okay. All right. The robot would not change its thinking. It would just keep thinking what it was thinking, no matter how many tigers jump out of the bushes. We are blessed with an amazingly advanced experience of if a tiger jumps out of the bushes, you experience a chemical reaction signaled by your eyes, etc., that tells you move all functioning to the animal brain, stop thinking, run, run and run faster. That is a chemical shift in the brain. All right. Now that is a example of a very sudden chemical shift in the brain. There are lots of slower versions of it, molasses versions of it. Okay. Now, one of the exciting discoveries I had was that God is a good psychologist. 
one of the disturbing discoveries I found is that Satan is also a good psychologist. So I resigned myself to the idea that Satan understands brain chemistry also. Okay. Now I'm going to introduce an idea that most of you have experienced, which is more frequent than tigers jumping out of bushes. Okay. But most of us have experienced they're walking along, minding your own business, maybe even having uplifting, inspired thoughts. And then the thought comes in your head. Yeah, but you're not as good as a teacher as sister Johnson is. Okay. Or it's too bad. You've gained five pounds and that is the end of the world. Okay. Or, you know, you teach or you, you do nice things for people sometimes, but we all know that's actually selfish. When you do nice things, you're actually just trying to get attention. Okay. Now, even as I role play these phrases, you should be feeling some kind of gooiness. You know, like someone just let 10 PSI out of your tires in your car, like, okay. Can you see how, what might've felt like an uplifting and invigorating moment now is gooey. It's my word for it. You guys can give me some girl words for it or something like that. Cause I don't really know what it feels like to be in a girl body. Okay. Flattening, deflating, annoying, anxiety producing. That, those are just depressing thoughts. Like. Well, you know, you're never going to finish that test on time. You're going to be late and it's going to ruin everything. Okay. You're not going to be done with this. You're not going to be done with that. Anything that's a stress builder. Okay. Now feelings are the result of chemicals. Okay. Humans don't feel something unless the chemicals are running around. And if you think about it, I know all of you don't do this very often. So I'm going to do it. If you think about it from a satanic perspective. You think about, I like it when people are depressed. I like it when people are agitated. I like it when people feel gooey and yucky and full of anxiety and full of depression. And they are start considering behaviors that'll fix it. I know what'll fix that. A bucket of chocolate ice cream. That's what'll fix it. Yes, it will. Okay. What's the difference between a bucket of chocolate ice cream and a half an hour with pornography? Not much when it comes to chemicals. Okay. Do they both have chemical reactions that give the sensation of temporary fulfillment or temporary solution? Yeah. Okay. That satisfying feeling when you finish yelling at a teenager who's always manipulative. Yeah. I put them in their spots, but for some reason it just didn't quite play out the way I thought. Okay. So the shocking discovery that Satan might be involved in the process of stimulating brain chemical shifts. This one took me over a year to figure out how he does it. Okay. Then one day I was driving along in my car, a cop pulled up behind me with his lights on. I noticed a slight shift in my chemistry. Oh dear. And as I thought it through, I'm all, wait a minute. The only thing that happened was me thinking about the cop. And that thought caused the chemical reaction. So what if Satan figured out that certain thoughts will cause chemical reactions in your brain? Certain thoughts will move you from a level zero, which is clear headed, sharp, focused, and on the ball to level one, where you're not really in a bad mood. You're just in a blah. And eh. want to go write a book that inspires the world. Not really. 
Okay. Do you want to help me bake bread for the neighbors? Nah. Okay. Do you want to call your sister? Because it sounds like she was sad. I'm okay if she's sad for another day. Okay. Wait, does that one not work on women? Uh, anyway, still guessing about the girl brain. Okay. Now, if the uh, wording in your head coming from Satan moves you into a mood. Mom, you're in a bad mood? No, I'm not in a bad mood. Just give you a short time. Okay, before I lock you in a cage and feed you sticks for dinner. Wait, is my mom the only one who ever said things like that? Okay, do you ever get in a mood? I'm officially depressed. I'm officially anxious now. Remember that there are genetic factors, but what kind of demon would identify your genetic factors and make it worse just for fun? Okay, she's genetically depressed. Let's see if I can make it worse. Isn't that lovely? Okay, let's just throw some wood on that fire. Okay, now feel free to be skeptical about this concept as you're still trying to figure out whether or not it's accurate. But then when you have a moment, please either review or rewatch every Kung Fu Panda movie you've ever seen. Okay, every Disney movie you've ever seen, every sports movie, every war movie. They all have a scene about two-thirds to three-fourths of the way through the movie. Most of the first two-thirds or three-fourths of those movies are when the circumstances of the hero gets worse and worse and worse. I have a special place in my heart for Beauty and the Beast because her dad's name is Maurice. Okay. So it fits right in there. He's a little weird. I'm a little weird. We're good buddies. Okay. What goes on for our heroine in the story as the story progresses, things get worse and worse and worse. Okay. Then there's something happened. And if I could have the world be my way, okay, there would be a orchestra that follows all of us around just like it does in the movies. Because as soon as the person's laying there with their face in the mud, and their hair's a mess, and they're on the verge of giving up. The music starts. They stand up, and they put their fists forward. Watch the Frozen movies. They always have those scenes in the Frozen movies where the girl stands up, and she's all sorts of invigorated. Okay. What you're seeing is a demonstration of warrior chemistry. Okay, when Captain Moroni gets his title of liberty and is running around, they don't describe exactly the psychological condition of the culture in that moment. But can we see in our minds that they had their faces in the mud? They were overwhelmed and hopeless, and this is not going anywhere. Okay, all right. The sensation of transitioning from hopeless and a failure into a state of heroism. Oh, look very closely at the science of these moments. Does something change in their circumstances in this moment? No. The only thing that changes, and as a scientist of psychology, I'm totally fascinated with that switch in the brain. 
what moves the switch? We never watch movies with the people who don't have the switch flip. And they lay there and died. The end. Yeah, it's just is not a fun movie to watch. But can we assume that there are many people in history who that was their story? And it was so hard, they laid there until they died. The end. Okay? Right. What we're observing, and you'll see it yourself. If I could do this, if I could have written it into the book, if I could have done anything like that, feel it in your own body. Watch one of those movies and pay very close attention to what happens to your body chemistry, which you won't really notice because the only thing you're going to notice is your feelings. As your feelings shift and you sit up in your chair and you grab a tissue because you start to cry because it's so invigorated, so excited, like, oh my gosh, this is amazing. Okay. And you rise up and you transition into a psychology of heroism. Okay. Now that's the really neat stuff that we get to see on video. And then if it was a military type movie, this is where moms say, and now we shut off the movie. Why? Because now our hero is going to go run swords through people and make them bleed and die in a graphic manner on film. And that's not good for their brains. We don't want young men thinking they should run around killing each other. And so when people read my book and they go, oh my gosh, he's promoting horrific violence. Okay. I wish Satan had the personality of the bad guys in cartoon movies. I wish he was just like one of those Scooby-Doo bad guys. Ah, direct. You caught me and have defeated me. Scoundrels. I'm so frustrated that I was, yeah, my, my plans were defeated. The end. Okay. The reason I have not retracted my story that describes warrior chemistry is because I was blessed with the uncomfortable stories of the Book of Mormon. Okay. Could God have had the translation or the plates that were passed on to us? Could he have removed all of the blood drawn stories out of the book? He could have. Then why did he leave them in there? Why did God leave the stories that I really, with reading those war stories to my son was easy. 12 years later, when my daughter was little, I'm all, skip this page, skip that page, don't need to read about all this blood and guts, because my daughter doesn't need to know that we believe in talking about slaughtering people. Okay, so the first thing I want to remind you is, I'm not the one who wanted to remind us of how ferocious war can be sometimes. And let's recall, the entity that is attacking your children, the entity that is attacking you and your family is meaner than the Lamanites are in the Book of Mormon. He is more cruel, 
He is more violent. He is less merciful. And if we don't access the God-given gift of chemistry that makes our brains and bodies powerful enough to beat the Lamanites, a positive mental attitude is not adequate. Okay? I do not ever want to be in a situation where I'm standing there with a sword in my hand and someone who has a painted face and a growling facial expression and has blood and scars all over them is looking at me and saying, I want to get rid of you so that I can hurt the women and children behind you. I beg that I'm never in that position. Okay? Because I know what's going to end up happening. I'm going to have to access enough warrior chemistry from my body that it makes me stronger than him. Just like Captain Ronai said, for our lives, for our wives and our children, you must access enough chemistry so that it makes your body stronger than normal. We watch football coaches do this with their athletes. We watch them do this all the time in sports. I never want to be the half-time coach of a military team like Moroni was, like Tiankum was. Can you imagine having a half-time conversation with soldiers who, instead of trying to throw a funny-shaped ball and catch it and try to knock each other's helmets off, the goal was to run your sword through another human being until they're dead? So warrior chemistry is the chemical shift that moves someone from having their face in the mud to transitioning them to getting onto their feet, standing with their shoulders tall, and not running away from Lamanites. You cannot conquer sexual self-mastery by running away from it. Okay, You conquer it by going face-to-face, -face, just like Captain Ronite did, taught his men to do. You use stratagem. You use skill that has been trained over and over again. That is what Sons of Healing Metamorona is for, is to train the strategies, the techniques, so you're not just closing your eyes and running into them with screaming voices. You use strategy. Okay, you use strategy to conquer a bucket of ice cream. You use strategy to conquer getting to the gym in the morning on Saturdays. That's what the whole Eternal Warrior System is for. I believe Karen's Mom Power class teaches some of that stuff too. Okay? But as long as the personality of our opponent is more ferocious and mean than Lamanites are in the Book of Mormon, then we need to at least have access to an intense biochemical reaction that makes our brains and our bodies stronger than our opponent. That's what warrior chemistry is, and that's how it's used. My job is to study what's coming, what has been used on us, so that the serpent, who is the most subtle of all the beasts of the field, can be identified before he bites your ankles, before he destroys your life, and teach you how to defeat him. So I'm grateful that you brought this up because using Christ's um, 40 days in the wilderness is just one area where you can identify satanic attacks. Okay? Then you expand it to other parts of the scriptures and see then how it applies to you. Thank you. 
I just had a question. If you had a child who was, you know, like you kind of said, had their face in the dirt and was having a hard time getting this warrior chemistry going because of discouragement, would you have any advice for how to help them with that? It's, it's very challenging to try to, Im- to inject this in another person, okay? And God tied our hands by making it so we can't just do it. I had a long chat with the Holy Ghost a while back, and I was discussing his techniques and his skills. And I said, um, dude, you need to step it up a little bit. I don't mind having these kind of a conversation with the Holy Ghost. He and I are friends. And he's all, no. And I'm all, listen, let me explain to you what's happening here in case you don't know, okay? If I'm sitting there minding my own business and Satan says, I want to mess with Maurice's head, he will formulate phrases that will intentionally mess with my brain chemistry. Like, you don't have your taxes paid. And then I look it up and I go, I do have my taxes paid. He's all, just kidding. No, it's kind of funny. You're all freaked out there for a while. I kind of like messing with your head like that. Okay. That's a small trigger compared to what I see in marriage therapy these days. Okay. You know, you ladies, you got all sorts of fun triggers in your brain and state comes up and pokes a book and you're like, Wah! and he's all, that's kind of funny. There's no truth behind what I just said, but it's really funny to mess with. So I'm explaining this to the Holy Ghost, how Satan and his buddies will intentionally pick ideas that'll mess with my brain chemistry. I says, how about you do that the opposite way? How about you do it? And it just stimulates involuntary motivation inside of me. And he says, oh, no, I'm a, what he's oh, did you not get the part where we're not going to be manipulative as God and the, and the, the leaders, we're not going to just run around stimulating involuntary brain chemical reactions in our people, but they're doing it. He says, yeah, that's why they're demons and we're not. Okay. All right. So how do we inspire others? Now, you got to be careful about your question. Because what we do nowadays in our Western culture is how do we find a technique that will work? Okay. So just like, you know, you pull that rope on the lawnmower and it starts it. See, that works. You push the buttons on the microwave and it works. Okay. So I need something that works. Right now, what we're going to do is we're going to have you sit down and interview Soraya the wife of Lehi, and ask her, how do you make sure Laman and Lemuel are inspired correctly? Okay. How do you make sure? Okay. You know, it actually was Eve's fault that Cain killed Abel because if she would have had a few more family home evenings, then Cain wouldn't have been in, uh, feeling like killing Abel. So it's actually the mom's fault, right? No. So I'm going to suggest some things. And you can try them, but even Jesus couldn't inspire people to get their face out of the mud sometimes. So one of the uh, risks of being Christian, one of your risks of standing by the tree, as Karen says, is you relinquish control. And you have to, this really annoying thing that God does with us all the time, you have to let them not respond to things. But we have to have the obnoxious Jacob chapter five mentality of try again, try again. So there's a couple things you can try. Usually we want to get a very careful 
awareness of the person. I do enjoy playing uplifting music around my children under their door when they don't want to hear it. <laughs> put on some Superman music, put on some chariots of fire music. Da, da, da. It's always nice to walk around in the morning with some conference talks going while your kids pull their hair out going, why are you forcing us to listen to this horrible stuff? It's killing me. Okay. Things like that could have a positive impact on them. Then you got that one kid who actually listens to conference talks as a 12 year old and takes them seriously. And you're like, okay, I don't know what to be weirded out by more. The kid, 12 year old who takes them seriously, the 12 year old who runs away and hides. Okay. So step one is you must psychologically prepare yourself for the possibility you won't get the outcome you're hoping for. Because if you come in with a Western woman's mind, you're going to keep trying until you get them to make them or cause them to feel a certain way, All right? There's a couple other ways of doing so. There's a thing called motivational interviewing that is intentional manipulation technique that works if you use it right. Here's how we use it in Sons of Helaman. We say, why are you fighting? Why are you fighting? Why do you want to fight? Why do you want things to be better? Why do you want? Now, this one's going to be challenging for mothers to use. Let me explain why it's harder for a mother to use this than it is for anybody else. Somewhere between ages 12 and 14, a young man gets a little switch in his brain that goes off that says, I want to be a man someday. It's kind of weird how they get that. Like, I'm ready to work towards becoming a man. What does it mean to be a man? It means that you are prepared to provide a home for women and children, and you do not need a mother anymore. All right. So how can I prove as early as possible that I'm a man? I'm going to prove that I do not need a mother anymore. Okay. So it seems weird that they're doing this, but it was actually planted inside of them by God. They're just supposed to do it in a courteous fashion. What they're supposed to say is, mom, I love you. Thank you for working so hard to be an influence in my life. You have been such a great mom and had such a positive impact on me that by the time I'm 12 years old, I am on a trajectory towards awesomeness. And if you never said anything ever again, I would end up being a great person because of the impact you've had on me thus far. So it's okay if you don't talk to me anymore for six years. Okay. That's what they're supposed to say. They're just not good at saying that. Okay. And then they're supposed to stay on the right course. All right. So I'm sorry that my answer is mostly useless. Because if you have a Nephi or a Sam, how hard is it to motivate them to be inspired? They didn't really do much of anything. So I've interviewed families where the successful children, parents are like, I don't know why they're successful. They're more successful than I am. I'm not even sure what I did right. Interview my parents sometime. Karen knows my mom and dad. Okay. When you ask them, what did you do to turn out nine sons that turn out so good overall? Okay. They're pretty good guys. You can, if you're curious, you can find a YouTube video done by every one of my brothers. Okay. All of them have done YouTube videos in their own professions. Okay. And then you interview my parents and their answer will be, I don't know. That's how they, you know, they don't have any recollection of doing anything in particular. Actually, we actually weren't that good of parents. Like, man, if you really want to know the truth, we were only somewhat good at being parents. By the way, that's a reference to the spiritual psychology class. The um, first Nephi, verse one, chapter one. Okay. 
hope that wasn't too disappointing. Thank you. That was really helpful. That was actually really helpful and insightful. It, okay. it makes sense that I can see the truth of it. Very good. So the summary of that is we pick ideas that might work. We try them just like they did in Jack, Jacob chapter five. And then we pick another idea that might work and we try them. And then whether the kid goes, uh, follows Laman and Lemuel or follows Nephi and Sam, you get to stand before God and say, and he says, well done, my good and faithful servant. I will cry with you over our lost children. Okay. Thank you. Thanks for the question. Thank you for being with us today, Warrior Moms. I invite you to make a donation at the top of our website, mothersyouknow.org. Any amount you can afford today will help us keep Mothers You Know services free for all moms. Thank you so much for your generosity. Moms, remember your divine identity and great worth. Continue in your courageous efforts to support God's great work. Notice the miracles you see every day, the evidence of the Savior's love and mercy. Find the message in your message. Reach out and share the principles you learn in Mothers You Know with other mothers. You are God's secret weapon for good in this world. Finally, a few pieces of information for you. I recommend a few other podcast channels to listen to. Like Dragons Do They Fight podcast, that includes interviews and stories with those that have struggled and overcome something in their life. And the Eternal Warriors podcast, hosted by two YSA eight young men who share their story, teach valuable lessons, and interview special guests. You can follow us on our social media pages on Facebook under mothersyouknow.lcs or search for Mothers You Know and on Instagram, username at mothers underscore who know last if you would like additional support and training please go to mompowertraining.com to sign up for the next eight-week mom power training class for all moms you can also go to the mothers you know website at mothers org or our parent company life-changing services at life-changing to learn more about our excellent services to support you and your loved ones thank you so much for listening today Please feel free to email me anytime with questions or to set up a complimentary 30-minute appointment to visit. Please email me at mothersyouknow at lifechangingservices.org. Looking forward to hearing from you amazing moms. See you next time.